Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Ladies, thanks for joining us for this special series that we've been introducing to you on the Entourage podcast called Honors Class. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the overview of Honors Class. I'm Paige Scott. I am thrilled to be with you today, and I'm sitting at a big sort of farmhouse table in um, what I call the upper room of Scott School. I'm on a homeschool adventure with my family. I am homeschooling my two daughters, Foster and Emmett, ages nine and seven. And this is our second semester, so it's our first school year. This is our second semester to be in homeschool. And the Lord put on my heart this semester to do an honors class for my girls. So before we decided to hit record and, and put this stuff on the Entourage podcast, this was already something we were going to do. And we're really blessed in the community of faith that we're in with where we go to church at Victory Life, with the women my girls are exposed to it at Entourage, and just um, even just with family, that there are so many women of honor that are seasons ahead of them. And so I wanted to bring these women of honor before my girls and allow my girls to ask them questions about life and about the Lord. And uh, really for them too to have the opportunity just to look up to someone. Um, I know that sounds um, maybe cliche, but we were driving in the car one day as I was thinking about this and I was asking them who they look up to and it's almost like a capacity that has to be built in your mind to recognize oh I do look up to someone or I've never thought about articulating like yeah I, I do look up to someone so anyway, as they were like navigating that trying to answer my question I saw this gap in this opportunity of like okay let's bring the buffet of amazing women through so that they can truly see these women of honor so just a biblical uh, reference for this, Proverbs 3, 3 and 4, Proverbs eleven sixteen. 16. Proverbs 3 says, Don't let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart, and you will find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. And I think we could describe that as honor. And then Proverbs eleven sixteen says, A gracious and kind-hearted and good woman attains honor. So every woman that is a guest for Foster and Emmett's honors class, she um, exudes those qualities of kindness, of truth, of valuing those things, of displaying um, kind-heartedness and graciousness, and really being someone that I view in a level of honor. And so our guest today at this table I've described is Lara. Lara, will you say hello? Hello. And we've also got Foster here. Foster, will you say hello? And then you won't hear from her, but Jessie Slee is also at the table with us. And so um, a little bit on, on Lara, and then you can hear from her. I met Lara at Victory Life Church when we, we transitioned to going to Victory when Foster was about to start kindergarten. She was going to be going to school there, and we wanted her to grow up uh, in what we felt like is an amazing church, still feel that way. And Lara was over a part of kid ministry that I was volunteering in. I'm not a good volunteer. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, was, I, I wasn't the best that. leader of that area either. But so. I thought that she, but I, and she was, you were young. How old were you when you started working for the church? I was 
19. Yeah. yeah. So she was young. She comes across much older than that. There's a there's a maturity in her, her spirit and a gentleness. And so I saw her, and I do still see her as a gentle leader. And I've watched her grow in that and handle things that are beyond her her years. And um, and so because she was in that children's church scene, my girls have seen her uh, and recognize her face and who she is as someone that's kind of a part of the world they come in and out of. And then actually Foster um, and Lara and I all happened to go on a trip to Uganda uh, a couple years ago. And so yeah, that was that one time we traveled the world together. That was cool. No big deal. Um, but anyway, but that's Lara. Um, I'm going like, to let her in just a minute tell you more about her, but we are so honored to have her here, aren't we, Foster? Mm-hmm. Yes, and mm-hmm. Emmett, this is our third episode to record today. Emmett's capacity right now is one episode and four questions of a second episode, and so she's not <laughs> she's not made it to this one, but you'll hear some of her questions probably come through. I'll try to ask some of hers for her. Awesome. So with that, we're just going to get started with a little challenge. I'm going to set a timer, and I'm going to give you 30 seconds to tell our listeners everything about yourself that you can cram into 30 seconds. So wow. we'll have Foster go first, okay. Lara. And show me how it's done, Foster. Show her how it's done. <laughs> On your mark, get set, go. Hi, I'm Foster Faith Scott, and I live in Duran, Oklahoma. And I have a little brother, a, a little sister, um, and we live on a pretty big um, land. And I have a lot of family members who live on this land. My my great grandpa and um, Jesse Salee, um, with, who has a little girl named Sage, who we like to play with at our house. And I play basketball. Wow, Foster, you did that so good that Jesse and Sage are making it into your thirty second introduction. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lara, I've got your okay. timer set and go. Okay, I am Lara Richardson. I am also from Durant, Oklahoma. Um, I live with my husband, Peyton, and we have a six-month-old baby girl, Lenny, um, who is just the best thing. Um, I work for, like Paige said, I work for Victory Life Church. I've worked there for four years now, um, and I'm involved in groups and um, community outreach. I'm super passionate about um, just seeing a city transformed by Jesus and seeing people get to see the true Jesus who loves them. Good job. What a pro. Okay, well, Foster is going to go right into the questions, and I may just hop in and out and shepherd some things. Um, and yeah, so Foster, number one. What age were you when you met Jesus? When I met Jesus, I would say I was around probably around five or six years old. Um, and my uh, great aunt led our like children's church. Um, in the church that I was in, and I remember her teaching us lessons about Jesus, and I remember her having, like, these little, um, like, almost, like, little stuffed figures, but it was, like, Jesus and Mary and Joseph and, like, telling the story of Jesus, and I remember her praying for us, and I remember that being the moment when I realized, like, Jesus is real, and her praying for us, and I feel like that was when I first was introduced to Jesus and who he is. What age were you when you started to love Jesus? to love Jesus. Um, I would say I grew up knowing Jesus loved me, but when I really like felt like, man, like I love Jesus so much, I'll follow him anywhere, um, and really started to love him, I was probably 13 or 14 and um, had been at a like a weekend camp that our church put on, 
and uh, it was the first time I'd, I'd been through some hard things that year and with my family, and someone had prayed over us that, that God would kind of heal those hurts, and that was the first time I really felt like I felt the love of God um, and could really just connect with Jesus and how much He loved me and how much good He had for me, even, even when there were hard things that happened. What's your favorite food? My favorite food... This is, I feel like this is a hard one. I love most food, you know, I mean, but I feel like my favorite food is probably ice cream. Yeah, do you agree? Okay, do you have a favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, I have two flavors. Okay. Chocolate and chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh, yes, cookie dough. That's probably my second favorite food is cookie dough. Mm-hmm. So those two together, Yes. That's a, that's a good one. Are you a morning bird or a night owl? I would say now I'm a morning bird because my baby is a morning bird. Um, before I like was probably not really a night owl and not a morning bird. I just like to go to sleep early and sleep as late as I can. Um, but having a baby changed that. So now I wake up early with my baby. So, And I try to have joy about it so it makes me a morning bird. <laughs> do you like children? I do. I love children. Oh, and we There's have a surprise dun, dun, element. Dun. Emmett has returned dun, to the classroom. Dun. Okay. <laughs> Emmett, we'll just hop you right back in with with um, this. Do you play with people and do you play when you... Or what do, you, do you play with people and what do you do if you feel afraid to pray with them? Do I pray? Yes, I do. When I feel afraid to pray with them, sometimes I have to stop and really think about it and, and talk to God because I try to tell myself sometimes when I'm afraid, well, maybe I don't really need to pray with them. Maybe that was just some something I thought I should do. Maybe that's not God. But usually if it's something good you feel like God's telling you to do, usually it's God. It's not just you coming up with it. Um, so that's why I try to remember is if I feel like I'm supposed to pray with someone, if God asks me to do it, there's usually a reason. And sometimes you feel afraid and sometimes you feel silly. But um, just doing it and doing it afraid and doing it and feeling silly. And um, God doesn't um, look at us when we're afraid and think we're not doing things well. He's, when we do things afraid, he's proud of us. And when we do things and we feel silly, he can laugh with us because he thinks we're funny and he thinks we're fun. <laughs> we'll just go ahead with this one and my Foster gets caught up. Do you get scared and do you play when you're scared? I do. Sometimes... I get scared about really silly things. There's things that feel kind of silly. Like one silly thing I'm afraid of is fish in the ocean. Um, I love going to the beach, but when I'm swimming, sometimes like the thought of a fish touching me when I'm swimming really freaks me out, and I'm it just makes me not even want to swim. I have that same thought at the beach, but okay. not about fish. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. What do you have it about if it's not about fish? Um, oh, she like, said it was um, fish. Like um, the jellyfish that I Clapped. stepped on mm-hmm. yeah. and the oh, yeah. stingrays, they can go under the sand mm-hmm. and crabs, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those things like come into your mind when you're just trying to have fun yeah. and it's just, it seems silly because, you know, I've, especially if you've swam in the ocean before, you know you'll be okay, <laughs> but then you're like, oh my goodness, what if there's a jellyfish? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, when there's something silly, I try to give myself a break. Maybe get out of the ocean for a minute, and I do pray about it and just say, God, I pray that anything that's in this ocean, you put it there. You know exactly where it's at. And so if I'm going to swim in the ocean, I pray that the fish just do not come near me and that I have no fear in my heart. Um, and then sometimes, some things are, other things are scary. Like, 
do you ever get like a thought come into your head and it just makes you scared and it's yeah. like has nothing to do with anything you're doing at bedtime yeah. yes at bedtime so like I did one time at bedtime I me and my husband laid down to go to bed and I told you I really like to sleep so I was like ready to just pass out and go to sleep but I could not sleep and I had this thought pop into my head about my niece Addie and she's five um and when this happened she was probably like three but I could not get her out of my head and I was had this fear of like what if she's hurt like I feel like just these thoughts of her getting hurt and or injured or being um like something was wrong and I could not get out of my head and I was so I felt so afraid and I could feel it you know when you get afraid and you like feel it in your like on your chest that's yeah. where I feel it like right here um sometimes it makes you feel sick to your stomach or it makes you feel kind of shaky I could not get it out of my head and so finally, I did what I should have done from the beginning, and I prayed, and I said, God, why am I feeling this way, and why can I not go to sleep? I'm tired. I just want to go to sleep. Um, and God said, well, you need to text your sister-in-law, and you could ask her how Addie's doing. And it was like 1030 at night, and they have an early bedtime. So I thought, they're probably already in bed, but I'll go ahead and text her. Well, Addie had fallen that day and hit her head, um, and she was asleep at this point, but she, her, her mom told me, um, she just said, yeah, she fell today. We were really worried about it, um, but she seemed okay, so she went to bed. So then I was like, okay, God, if she's okay, why do I still feel this way? Um, and he said, well, you just need to pray for her. And so I prayed, and I just thanked God for protecting her that day and that no injury was happening and that if anything wasn't right in her body, that she was healed in the name of Jesus. And then I went to sleep just like that after it. And so sometimes I feel like we get those little thoughts, and sometimes it's not anything. Like that was a kind of a crazy one where something actually had happened, but sometimes I'll be at work or at home and I'll think, what if my husband, like, what if he got hurt at work? Or what if this happened? Or what if this happened? And nothing happened and I can ask him and he's like, no, I'm good. Everyone's good. But sometimes it's just, I think it's just a way for us to remember to pray for people mm -hmm. um, and to remember to trust God that he, he's in control and that he has people and he's taking care of them for us. Um, and when I feel afraid for myself, that's really the test of like, okay, God, I trust you to take care of me too. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's wisdom. What do you think, Foster? I really like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no fear that can't be turned into a war prayer, yes. basically, is what she's saying. Mm -hmm. Whatever whatever is annoying you and tormenting you in fear, like turning that into a prayer for someone's life or mm -hmm. whatever is on the other side of that fear, yeah. that's a powerful weapon. So prayer is a war a war weapon. So that's really okay, good, Lair. What age were you when you started to read the Bible? When I started to read the Bible, I grew up like learning the Bible. And I remember going to church and learning all the Bible stories. But when I was 14 is when I really started reading the Bible on my own for the first time. And it really um, started like, you know, when you're reading it and it's starting to make sense in your head and you feel like you can hear God speaking to you just from reading the Bible. That's when it happened for me because I was on a mission trip, kind of like our trip to Uganda, um, and uh, they had this, every day they had us take one hour and spend it in quiet time, and that was time to read and pray um, and just spend time with Jesus, and so what I did was read the Bible, and the first few days it was really hard, and I felt like kind of bored sometimes, um, but then as I kept reading, I'd start writing things down. Um, and one tool they gave me was you look at what day of the month it is. So today is January 25th, and you read Psalm 25, and you read Proverbs 25. 
and that's a great place to start. And then from there, you just go wherever you want to in the Bible, but you read those two chapters, and that's a great way to start, and you read something new every day. Um, and after that, that just helped me really, like, know, like, okay, I can read the Bible, um, and and it makes sense to me, and this is this is something that I can do, and I hear God speak to me through it. That's awesome. Foster, you have any other questions about that? Nope. Okay. Um, How do you spend time with the Lord? The Lord. I spend time with the Lord um, usually in my car when I'm driving to to work or home from work. Um, you know when you like turn, do you ever turn worship music on or music and sing to God while you're in the car? Yeah. Um, well, when I do that or sometimes when I'm in the car, I just like to talk to Jesus and just Sometimes I pretend that he's just sitting in the passenger seat and we just have a conversation while I'm on the way to work. Um, And then sometimes when I'm at home and things are quiet, I'll sit down and I'll read a book or I'll read the Bible or I'll journal and write and just kind of spend time with him um, just by doing that, by being still. So that actually answers one of the questions Emmett has later in the list is, do you write notes to Jesus? Yes. Yep. I think that... I think that Jesus is super fun, and I think that he um, loves, loves to hear from us, and one way that he hears from us is through notes, and so even writing, if you have a journal or just even a piece of paper, writing down little notes to him, um, but I like to keep a journal and write anything, if I'm reading or just praying, writing it down and talking to him, and sometimes it's really short, and it's like a few words, and sometimes it's pages of things writing to Jesus, so. Good. Do you write notes to Jesus, Emmett? Yeah. She started writing little things in her journal, so I, awesome. I think there's something there. That was her question that she wanted to ask about and came up with, and she started to do do that, so very That's cool. awesome, Emmett. And when you get older, it'll be really cool to go back and see in that journal and see little notes you wrote to Jesus. That's my favorite thing to do is go read I've kept journals from when I was younger and when I first started writing notes to Jesus and I go back and read them. And sometimes it reminds me of um, just how good he was to me in that day or it just helps me remember something he did. Um, And it's really cool. So I think that that's a really awesome thing to start doing now and you'll treasure that for a long time. Do you pray in tongues? I do. Do you have other questions about that? How old were you when you started to pray in your tongues? I was, I was 13, um, and I talked about that little like weekend camp that my church did, and that's when I first started to love Jesus. Um, and it was around the same time when I started to pray in tongues, and that uh, that during that day at lunchtime they had this session. And do you know Pastor Zach? He was he was sharing. And he asked anyone to come forward that wanted to pray in tongues. And I went forward, and I was so excited, and I was ready. And I went forward, and he prayed over me. And do you know what happened? You got your tongue? I didn't. I didn't. And I walked out of the room, and I was like, well, okay, God. That was a little bit disappointing. And so I was a little upset. But I thought, you know what? I'm here. I got prayed over. It was good. And so I went ahead, and that night... There was a woman that spoke. Her name's Cammie. And she spoke, and she invited, um, she kind of had this call to the front, and she said, we're going to play one song, 
And if you feel like you have a call to ministry on your life, um, then at the end of this song, you need to come up to the front and um, Jesus wants to encounter you in a new way. And so all through that song, I was so excited because I knew like, I've got to go up there. I know this is for me. And so I went up there and I started um, I started praying, and I, I, it was like I felt the presence of the Lord like I'd never felt it before. And all I could get out of my mouth was like, God, you're so good. God, I love you. God, you're so good. And as I was saying these things out loud, all of a sudden, my prayer language started coming out, and I started speaking in tongues. And it wasn't anything I did in my brain, but it was just because I was praising God. And then my I started praying in tongues. Um, and since then, it's just been like an outflow. Of, of just the Holy Spirit in me. So how old were you when that happened? I was 13, and I felt like that was like, I felt like I was way too old. Like I thought, oh, I've missed my chance, which was silly, because I think any, everyone has different experiences. But a lot of my friends had gotten their prayer language when they were like in kids' camp, so they were probably like eight or nine, um, and they had all done it before. And so I kind of looked at them and thought, like, man, like why haven't I gotten mine yet? And I felt a little bad, but... I think that it was the perfect timing for me to get mine. God knew when I needed it because um, there's just something about that experience that changes you and that that touches your heart, I think. Um, And that was just the perfect time for me. And so I just trust God's timing. But before that, it was hard to see other people do it. And I desired it, but I felt like, God, I'm trying, but I can't do it. But it it wasn't until I just praised God and I wasn't trying anymore. And then then I did it. Yeah, I've been like that before. I've been to a camp and I got prayed over and I thought I was going to get it because like it was like I kept taking like ginormous breaths, but mm-hmm. then I was just breathing normal. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get it and I've been prayed over a couple times for that and I still haven't got it. But yeah. yeah. Well, God knows the perfect time for you to get it, Foster, and never feel like you're doing something wrong. Or like you haven't done the right, said the right prayer, or done the right thing to get it, because it's not about us, like knowing all the right words to say or forcing it. It's just about us trusting God. And if you trust God, then you will have peace until you get it. And then when you get it, you'll be able to just rejoice and have joy in your heart. Yeah. Thank you, Larry. I think that probably really ministered to Foster. Um, I've said this on another episode, but that's a question that's important to Foster in this season, mm-hmm. and. Um, while we're doing this, these rounds of, of episodes and um, just for anyone listening that doesn't come from a faith background where that is is normal and um, you know I just specifically point you to first Corinthians 13 and 14 14 specifically um, but there's a prayer language that edifies the spirit mm-hmm. and and it builds up and um, and some people experience that and some people haven't experienced yeah. that I love Lara's story, and um, and that's similar to, to my own experience of uh, really, I think, being curious about what that was in in the picture of, like, my relationship with the Lord. Like, yeah. here's this picture of it, and then, like, there's that thing, like, out in the stratosphere floating around that I don't really understand, that I've not seen, that I've not heard. I, I grew up very conservative. Um, and so for a while, I would just kind of wonder just about that, but... Um, I think that um, the curiosity and wondering can lead to appetite and hunger, yeah. and and for me, then it shifted to a place of I was I was in a long season of doing that as a young adult and teen. Um, that then I just became so hungry, not for that, but for literally anything that the Lord had that would 
that would enhance my relationship with him that I wasn't aware of or that I wasn't um, operating in or that I didn't even yes. know about maybe. And so, so Foster, thank you again for being vulnerable and asking that. And so yeah. I just, for anyone um, that's listening that has questions about that, um, I just encourage you to lean into it and don't be afraid to be like a child and be vulnerable with the Lord and ask him for the things that seem out of reach or, or yeah. far off. We could fill in the blank of how she's asked about tongues in this scenario mm. with a hundred different things. Yes. And uh, so, Foster, thank you again. That vulnerability and curiosity, I think it leads to appetite and hunger. Yes. And yes. God is good to feed us and yes. fill us. Yeah, of course. So, sure. Of course, she says. Um, Emmett, how about this one? What's your favorite song? Favorite song? Right now, my favorite song, it's actually like been playing in my head a lot in the past couple of days, is um, Back to Life mm-hmm. um, by, I don't actually remember, Bethel. by Bethel. Um, and um, I love the part when it says, the enemy thought he had me, but Jesus said you were mine. Woo-hoo. And that good. you know that part, that part has been coming to my head a lot lately. Mm-hmm. That's so right now, that's definitely my favorite. So do you know that song? Emmett? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite song, Emmett? Um, Can't Stop Me, Andy Minio. Is that it? Ooh, that's a good one. Have you listened to it? I've heard it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. is that it? You like yeah, that what's one? yours, Foster? Um, I sort of have two favorites. Um, one of them is Gratitude. Yeah. And then there's a new song by Brandon Lake and a rapper guy named KB. Have you heard it yet, Grace? I have not heard that well, one. Well, it's like That's a rap Christian song, one. like You yeah. Can't Stop Me. But it's like in the middle of and at the end and at the beginning, Brandon Lake will sing Graves into Gardens. Oh, that's cool. It's very cool. cool. It's a really cool song. Um, Fun fact, we were mock interviewing Michelle Camp last week and she got this song, I mean this question, her favorite song is Gratitude by Jesse Salee. Jesse's version. (laughs) And Jesse, I'll have to send you the Graves rap song they're talking about. It's really cool. Not right now. We're not going to turn it on right now. <laughs> Just have a little dance party. Um, yeah. Later. We'll, t- we'll tell that story later. Maybe do a different episode and talk about some cool things can like that. Can I do that. 15, the last one? Um, you can do, um, you can go. No. Yeah. Oh, wait, you've not done 13. I want you to do 13. How do you hear the Lord speak to you and how do you speak to the Lord? I think when I hear the Lord speak to me, when I talked about like when I started reading the Bible and even writing notes um, to Jesus, I feel like writing things down. A lot of times I feel like I'll just have a thought pop into my mind of like, just start writing. And I'll start writing things down and just talking to God through through my journal. And things will just come out and then I'll be writing. Um, and I'll just have like several pages of things and it's stuff that the Lord's saying to me but he's just telling me and it feels like it's just thoughts in my head um but as I'm writing I feel like these new things are coming up and I'm writing it down and I can see this is God speaking to me um and then I speak to God was that part of the question how Mm -hmm. do you how do you speak to the Lord um a lot through just um I talk to him just out loud like sometimes you just gotta Sometimes I'll just have to get alone and just talk to God. Um, and I, I feel like my relationship with Jesus, I feel like it's just supposed to be very real. Like mm-hmm. when I'm with Jesus, I can just say what's on my mind and I don't have to worry. He's not afraid of what we have to say or what questions we have. Um, and talking to him has always felt like me a very safe place to just sometimes when I'm having a hard day, just being like, Jesus, today, I'm not a fan of this day. 
I am not, <laughs> I'm not okay, or I am having a hard time, or I just, I don't really want to do what I'm doing today. I'd rather go home. Um, and that's safe, but also being quick to listen and say, okay, Jesus, I told you how I feel. You let me get it out. Now what, what am I supposed to do? And usually it's, I'm supposed to pray about it, or I'm supposed to choose to be, um, choose to have a good attitude, even when I don't feel like it. Um, but that's kind of how my conversations with Jesus normally go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I think sometimes, and it's come up in conversation, when you're young, you kind of, on the one hand, you're imaginative as a child, but you're also yes. developing this concreteness. And so it's easy to learn about prayer mm-hmm. in the formality of it. This, yes. This is, in fact, well, like, oh, no one can see me. I'm making hand motions. Like, I'm <laughs> folding my hands like I'm praying. Like, you, and you think about as a child, Oaks, their brother is two, and he's yes. got the hand, the prayer hands down for, mm-hmm. like, Mills mm-hmm. and well, Amen. Yes. And, like, that is prayer to yes. him. He doesn't understand fully, but, like, he knows that word goes with it. He got these motions. And so I think, like, taking the the roof off that that prayer is at all times and it's through conversation it's through communion and it's not just a formal let's stop right now though that exists it's part of it but it's not all of it so I think Lara did a really good job of explaining throughout her day she's Mm -hmm. in conversation with the Lord whether that's on paper whether that's in her mind or whether it's out loud and it's a constant flow a constant flow of prayer okay Foster why don't you ask this one number 15 Mm mm-hmm What's your favorite Bible verse? I know mine. Can you tell me yours first? Yeah. Mine's John three sixteen. Okay. Mm. All right, I'm going to read mine to you. It's um, 2 Corinthians 4. Um, and part of this um, verse, I love it so much, partially because um, when my mom was pregnant with me, she said the Lord gave her a part of the scripture to pray over me um, while she was pregnant. And um, then the rest of it I just love because I feel like Um, I'll read it first, and then we can talk some about it. But um, it's 2 Corinthians 4, starting verse 7. It says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. And I love that, um, one, that we're treasure. We just hold this treasure in fragile clay jars. And that without Jesus, we're just like these clay jars. But he chooses to put this treasure inside of us. And how Mm -hmm. much of an honor it is to be able to um, just be a fragile clay jar but hold something so special mm-hmm. um, and that we get to carry that all the time with us and then also that we're we're we're, we're pressed but not crushed and yeah. that through that we show the love of Jesus and we show this the testimony of Jesus in our lives and that we carry that treasure inside of us and that treasure is the fact that we can do hard things like hard things happen um but that doesn't affect what we carry, and that doesn't crush us, and we're never abandoned. And no matter what, like that song, the enemy thought he had me. The enemy might think he has us, and he might try different things, but Jesus said we're his, and that we are never defeated, we're never destroyed, we're never crushed. Um, and I love that in there. We're never abandoned by God. I and have one a Bible verse that I want to say, but I have to say it because I don't know the ending unless I say it. Okay. Do you want to, are you, so you're going to try and say it? 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will do you. John's 14, 14. Good. Good. See, you did it. Okay, Emmett, we're almost to the end here. <coughs> you thought of what you just said. Do I celebrate? I do. I do celebrate Jesus' birthday Christmas at Christmas time and through Advent. Right? Do you celebrate Jesus' birthday? Yes. Yes. If you could go back in time and tell yourself something at our age, what would it be? Go back in time and tell myself something. And remind me how old you are. I'm nine and she's seven. Nine and seven. I think I would say um, to remember not just how much Jesus loves you, but how something Jesus has been telling me a lot lately is how fun he is mm -hmm. and how much he loves to have fun and that you guys like to have fun, right? What do you like to do that's fun? We like to play Barbies a lot. Play Barbies? And basketball. Yeah, and basketball. And basketball. Emma, is that what you like to do too? Yes, but there's something that I like to do, but it's not fun. What? That you can't do all the time. Oh, what is it? Swim. Swim, Ooh. yes. And I like to color. And, and color. So stuff like that, Jesus loves to see you have fun and he loves to see you do things like that and he um there's this we kind of talked about like with prayer there's time to for this kind of like reverent prayer where we're honoring god because god um, is worthy of honor and the, the sacrifice that jesus made is worthy of our honor and our attention and um just for us to be focused on that but there's also a side of jesus that is playful and that he likes to have fun. And when you're playing Barbies with your sister, or when you're drawing, or when you're swimming, he likes to have fun. He loves to hear your laugh, and he loves to hear your thoughts and your creativity, and, and to know what's going on in your heart and in your mind. Um, and just how much he loves you um, is that he wants to spend every second with you. And he really, he doesn't just love you just because you're a person, but he loves you uniquely, and he loves Foster because she loves to draw, and he loves that she is kind, and that she has a sweet smile, and he loves specific things about you, and he loves Emmett because she's funny, and she likes to swim, and she probably likes to splash a little bit when she swims, and all of those things, um, and so when I was your age, I think having that reminder of even when you're just out having fun, if you're playing outside or doing, playing a board game, Jesus is a part of that, um, and that he loves that, and that's a part of his love, is just to have fun. That's good. Mm -hmm. Well, Lara, thank you so much. As we prepare to, to close up, um, is there any final encouragement or wisdom that, or, or words that you would give mm -hmm. to them, or questions that you have for them, or something you want to think about? Yeah. You've, give, you've given a lot of good, and so yeah. I thank you for that. Yeah, I think um, one question I just I'm curious to hear. What is your favorite thing about Jesus? Hmm. We've been watching like chosen episodes at yes. night. I like that he heals people. Yeah. And like that they have so much faith in him. We watched a really good episode last night. Yeah. Emmett, what about you? That he made us to be like like good and like play for people and like do good things for people. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. good. Yeah. Okay. Well, Emmett, last time Foster prayed for Miss um, Madison, do you want to pray for Miss Lara? 
you. Okay. Thank God for her and bless her. Dear God, I, I thank you for Miss Layla that she has a good day today and that she has a good day of her whole entire life and that she just doesn't have any sad things and that guy, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 <laughs> Thanks Thank so, so much, Lara. <laughs> Girls, what do you tell Lara? Thank you, Miss Lara. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. me. Those were good questions. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 